You're listening to Sports Content Strategy with Mr. Richard Clark. That's really the main reason why the channel has lasted is that I've tried to be clever and not actively trying to get any grief from the cricket boards by uploading videos they deem to be too recent or too long. You know, if you upload full match highlights, you are going down. And people say, well, so-and-so's channel's been doing that. I say, yeah, that's great. Let's see in six months. From May this year to May last year, it's 249 million views. That's like more than a quarter of the whole views over the life of the channel was just in the last year. And I'm sure that is because of lockdown. That's crazy. So, well, well Shane Warne said he's, he's a selfish player. That was the nub of it, wasn't it? And uh, it grew up for now. Yeah, now. but then Steve Waugh had to get involved, you know? And then there was media stuff. I'm like, oh, my God. Then all of a sudden, people knew my name then. <laughs> Hi there. Welcome to Sports Content Strategy. My name is Richard Clark. My guest this time is Rob Moody. Now, he's a musician by trade, but almost by accident, Rob has ended up running one of the most popular cricket YouTube channels in the world. Rob Linder 2 doesn't conform in any way, really. It doesn't fit the norm of YouTube good practice. It's success, and it's got almost 900,000 subscribers. And for context, that's bigger than AC Milan's YouTube channel, for example. Is down to the deep, 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 deep cricket nerdiness that uh, Rob minds, really. Obviously, I'm a cricket badger, as we all know. Buy my book, Last Wicket Stand. It's available on Amazon now. Also, I like to look at people whose success goes against the grain to a certain extent, defies the odds. And Rob Moody's success does defy the odds, not least because he's dealing in content with media rights all over it. And so he's always living under the threat of being closed down. And of course, he doesn't make a penny from it anyway. As I say, my name's Richard Clark. I'm a sports digital consultant and cricket author. You can find me at mrrichardclark.com or on all social at mrrichardclark, E on the end of Clark. Also, sports content strategy is out there on all social media. So let's talk cricket and let's talk YouTube channels and let's talk doing things differently with this man. My name is Rob Moody. I'm from Melbourne, Victoria. My profession is musician. Probably not so much over the last year because COVID has wiped a lot of us out. But um, yeah, I teach guitar and I travel around the world and play in bands. And then I upload cricket videos on YouTube occasionally. And that's what we're here to talk about, isn't it? Because yeah. Roblinder <laughs> 2 is the cricket archive for badgers such as myself. And I mean, I've, I've listened to to a lot of podcasts um, that you've done in the past. So I kind of know the story about how yeah. you got into this. But basically, you've been taping videos of cricket since the 80s, since VCRs were invented. You've got a huge archive and you upload clips, only clips because that's what you're allowed to do, to yeah. um, uh, Roblinda 2. And it's grown uh, to the extent that you now have almost 900,000 subscribers. So, and almost a billion views. Almost a billion views. Right. So, yeah, so, so just dazzle me with some numbers, just to start off, <laughs> because I don't want to go into the, into the, the origin story, because I think you've done that a lot. And this is sports content strategy. So I want to talk about your strategy, because I think there is one, even though you might think there's not. So just dazzle me with some numbers. So 900,000, a billion views almost. Anything else that, that, that we should know about in ter terms of amount of videos, amount of hours, that kind of thing? 
Well, the uh, we the YouTube analytics uh, section on the on the YouTube site does have some you know random stats you know depending on what what you're looking up whether it's last year or the last ten years. So you know the amount of videos it's about two and a half thousand. Most people ask about which which countries watch the videos the most, and it's pretty obvious <laughs> it's India, and it's at about eighty nine percent. And it's funny because Australia and England, New Zealand, South Africa don't even rate on the channel at all. Like in terms of viewership, that's how many Indians there are that watch cricket. And America and the UAE are underneath India as two or three. As but again, it's all expats over there watching the cricket. So yeah, so it's pretty funny, and it's pretty much always been that way. Um, but uh, things like the amount of minutes. You know, last month, 20 million minutes people spent watching the videos, which is crazy. <laughs> and obviously, this is incredibly popular. This, it, it is literally the go-to channel for uh, amusing cricket clips and so sort of your, your off-piste, off shall we say, mm. um, uh, cricket, <laughs> shall we say. Um, is it fair to say this success is purely by accident? Absolutely. I mean, over the course of 11 years, you know, it's, which it's been going for ages. Um, so what started is just uploading some videos for friends to watch, which is literally what it was for years. But during that time, everyone else's strategy for uploading successful videos to YouTube has changed and, you know, altered as time has gone on, you know, so lots of channels have tried something it worked but then they got terminated <laughs> and then youtube's a massive place so i haven't really thought about it too much over, over the years because i don't gain anything <laughs> there's no money involved it's a it's a non-profit channel you know people ask me every day you know you know how, how how many gold statues do you have of yourself at home that you've bought with all of your youtube money <laughs> turns out none <laughs> um but people are obsessed with uh, making money from YouTube because it seems like it's the easiest thing to do in the world. <laughs> you know, it's just sitting there. But yeah, people don't realize you can't claim copyright on footage you don't own. So, so the strategy over the years has changed because it's whatever I want it to be. Like, you know, if, uh, if I want to annoy, you know, Poms next week, then I'll do that. And if I want to annoy Australians the next week, then I'll do that. <laughs> Indians, whatever. New Zealanders, sheep jokes, sheep videos, whatever. But uh, serious videos in between. Just overall, though, it's just trying to have fun, you know. It's interesting because I'm, I'm I'm teaching some courses on um, advanced digital media skills, and I teach a course on how to run a YouTube channel, right? <laughs> Which has kind of led to this, and I, I want to talk to you um, about some of what you do but the the fact is you're not making any money you are doing what you want and has that almost protected you from the legal challenges which you know i've been listening to what you're saying they're weekly aren't they the legal challenges against this site that sort of um there's no money behind it you're just doing what you want you're just a mega fan who was taping um games from the 80s onwards and because it's obvious that's what you're doing, has that protected you against the legal threats? 
I don't think so because they're persistent <laughs> and frequent and have been going for a decade now. Uh, I, I think the times where the channel has almost been shut down because I've got too many strikes and, you know, sometimes the wolves come really quick, you know, and I'm like, ah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to go tomorrow. There has been a substantial backlash on social media when that has happened. Um, the West Indies board tried to shut me down earlier this year and they copped a bit of a backlash and, and then apologised to me over it. And that was just for a random Brian Lara video from 2002 or something, like completely innocuous stuff. <laughs> Some people think that, you know, I've got all the cricket boards in my pocket. I mean, I still can't upload what I want. I mean, what I have that I can't upload is huge. You know, I... I the goalposts move, as they say, all the time. You know, um, one day something is safe from 21 years ago. The next day, no, nah, got, got to go back further to find things that are safe. So that's really the main reason why the channel has lasted is that I've tried to be clever in, in not actively trying to get any grief from the cricket boards by uploading videos they deem to be too recent or too long. You know, if you upload full match highlights, you are going down. And people say, well, so-and-so's channel's been doing that. And I say, yeah, that's great. Let's see in six months. <laughs> they might be gone. I'm not taking that risk. I saw a recent tweet where you replied to how have you kept it legal? And there was four things you put up. I'll read them out. No series yeah. highlights or match highlights. No recent or current videos of matches. Nothing from the, BC, the, the BCCI, the ECB or CA, which is, for anyone who doesn't know, the Indian Cricket Board, English Cricket Board, Australian Cricket Board, um, that will piss them off. And when I get a strike, <laughs> I fight it if I can, if it looks bogus, which they usually are. So, yeah. so those are your four rules that are, that are keeping you up at the moment, right? Yeah. You know, uh, as I said, it does change, but... Uh, yeah, it's uh, it seems like sometimes I've only got a very small amount of footage which is actually safe, but you just never know. But uh, um, I'm sort of waiting for other cricket boards to get their act together to make their own channel really good. And some of them are. I mean, the ECB's channel is, is, is pretty good. And uh, the West Indies board, this, the Australian one's okay. But what people... Well, from my point of view, they, they want to see old highlights and lots of them, you know, even if you're losing, it doesn't matter. I mean, I even sometimes watch the 86, 87 Ashes. Even the MCG test. Really? <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I actually did go back and rewatch Australia getting bowled out for 98 at the MCG in the 2010. Um, you know, but... Uh, doesn't matter it was good cricket you know not by australia but it was good cricket um, so yeah people want to see old stuff and there's nowhere else to see it yeah and, and that's and it's interesting because it seems that part of your strategy and i'm claiming there is a strategy here is is <laughs> is to because i know that yours is a very organic story you basically taped a load of stuff and you started putting it up and then it grew that's that's in a nutshell what your story is yeah, but that's it. Yeah. but um You've also have a unhappiness with the way highlights are cut in the mainstream. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. you take whole games, 
You know, I, there were stories about you coming home from school to make sure you switched over a tape because, because your mum might not do it and you were taping whole days of test matches back in the day. And, and of yep. course, highlights are just put, putting in what is what broadcast professional producers deem to yep. be relevant. And you're, you're digging down, down into that niche, down yep. into the cricket wells that all us fans really enjoy. <laughs> enjoy delving in the mud and digging out yeah. those, um, those, uh, those oysters, pearls. I'm mixing my metaphors there, but you know where I'm going here. You know, at, at some point I realised after watching a whole day's play and I thought, oh, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, that wasn't too bad. And then I watched the highlights and I'm thinking, was this even the same day that I just watched? Like, what a pathetic compilation of what happened. You know, then I realized it's as simple as boundaries and wickets. And there's so much more in a day's play than boundaries and wickets. I mean, there's so many random things. I mean, off the top of my head, that match where Andrew Strauss went to throw the ball and smashed his glass to the hell of his head. <laughs> You couldn't fit that into a 22-minute highlights package of the day. Um, you know, uh, yeah, there's random things like that, which, you know, these days there's more access to full, current full matches. You know, everyone's got access to cricket, but it's the older stuff, which the boards themselves don't even have. I mean, stuff from the 80s and 90s, they just haven't kept ball by ball of those whole days play. And turns out, I have, <laughs> which is cool. Uh, that, that always, I always find that incredible because there's stories of like, um, yeah, it's moving away from sport, there's stories of like Doctor Who episodes that have been lost, <laughs> you know, that don't exist yeah. anymore, you know, and, and we know that the, the, the Whovians are uh, uh, nerdy times yeah. for the, the cricket fans, if you ask me. And um, they would love to see that, but it simply doesn't exist. And it's taken a, a, an average punter, an average fan to record this stuff. Um, it does beg the question, um, and I nearly opened with this question because I didn't want to go down the track of asking all the same questions at the start. But my opening question was going to be, what was your house like? What was your room like when, you're, when you were growing up? Because I'm seeing VHS after VHS after VHS after VHS piled up and then DVDs came in and now, yeah. thank heaven, we've yeah. got digital storage. But basically, they could make a hoarding do a documentary about, about your house growing up, I would think. Well, at some point, my parents gave me the master bedroom in the house, which was their bedroom. We, had, we lived in pretty small houses, you know. My family was relative, relatively poor. Um, my dad was in the army and we moved around the country all the time. So that was a pain in the ass having to drag the tapes. But uh, by, the time, by, by the time of the early 90s, there was a lot of tapes. And so they had to give me the master bedroom. And yeah, I was pretty was pretty obsessed with organising it all well. So, you know, I had to label everything really well. The tapes were big and bulky. They, they took up heaps of room. And there was a time in the 90s where I just couldn't afford to keep recording all the matches. It was hard enough just to afford the tapes anyway. I, mean, I was doing like eight jobs. So I had to get rid of some. So there's the regretful ones I taped over that I thought, oh, I'll never watch that again. That was terrible. Mental scarring galore. <laughs> but... Uh, I kept highlights, you know, just in case. But geez, now that I think back, I'm like, how are you supposed to know, you know, that uh, 
you know, you have no idea, you know, well, all, all I'm thinking about is that this tape's worth $3. If I use it again, I save $3. Simple as that. I'm, I'm like 12 at the time at this, at this point. So I'm like, <laughs> what do I know? You were 12. You were just videoing stuff because it was relatively new technology and you kind of had a mind to record this stuff as a lot of people did when video recorders first yeah. came out. There was no sense, obviously, that anything was going to happen no. in the future and you'd ever use it, ever see it. No, I mean, I can remember very clearly the day we got the first VCR. It was pretty exciting. It was the first piece of technology I'd ever seen. So this is 1982. So I was only five. So the, uh, it, yeah, it had the big curly cord that you had to plug in. So you had to, so what, that was funny. But I'm, I can remember my parents having no idea how to use it at all. And you had to tune the channels with the little levers, you know, um, which is just total pain in the butt. You couldn't just go down the shops and buy blank tapes yet because the te technology was new in 82. So tapes were expensive. So it took a while for the cheap garbage tapes to flood the supermarkets and everything. By, by the 90s, there was a lot of tapes and took up heaps of room. And it was all I was into then. So it was, it, it was a lot. And it was only going to get worse. <laughs> and what, what strikes me, the strength of the channel really is the ideas, the love you put into it, but also the, cre the curation. So you've talked about, uh, you've done a video, an hour long video of Glenn McGrath, every boundary that Glenn McGrath, for, <laughs> I get a lot of American listeners to this podcast. So Glenn McGrath, fast bowler, not very, a number 11 batsman. So the worst batsman in the team doesn't score a lot, a lot of runs or hit a lot of boundaries. And this is the man that, that dedicated God knows how many hours to put together all his boundaries, find all his boundaries uh, and make yeah. an hour long video of it. And some of those will be lucky and poor shots could it, it have edged it inside edge and it have gone to the boundary. But <laughs> that, that will be viewed hundreds of thousands of times, I was thinking. So do you, do you see that as the, the strength, the way you, the ideas and the curation and the love you put into it? I don't know. I mean, for me, it's really weird because it's something that I didn't even think about for so many years once I started it. And then it randomly just, just one day, it all, it all of a sudden just went crazy with views. And I didn't really know why. The, the early videos that were popular, there was, you couldn't find any connection between them it was just like you know something simple as someone on facebook just shared it like crazy and it just spread or it got mentioned in a news article or got mentioned on tv the amount of times a video that's random has been mentioned during the cricket telecast and sometimes they actually show it you know with my watermark name on it you know that's really funny so random things can can happen um but uh, there's so many different types of videos. Yeah, people see the channel differently. You know, some people say, oh, you know, all you do is post videos of Australia. Well, I don't. And some people say, you know, you don't post any videos of England. I'm like, well, I just typed in England and like 1,200 videos just popped up. <laughs> uh, people see it differently. People don't watch every video. They don't. There could be gold in there that people haven't seen yet, you know. Uh, and there's videos that I've forgotten about. You know? I don't remember making. <laughs> As I say, you concentrate on 
great cricket, but also the incidents around the game, sledges, injuries, umpire, poor umpiring decisions seems to be kind of your stock in trade. So, you know, is that a, is that stuff just that interests you or do you do it because you know it's popular? Well, people, I've got a long list of requests that's been going for a decade um, uh, that, that people want to see. Most of the time, I just go into the list and I randomly pick out something. Uh, if I find something that might be relevant to something recently, then I'll chuck it up. Sometimes I'm just watching an old match and I go, oh, bet you no one's seen that. Chuck it up. You know, um, it's, it, it's a bit random. Um, you know, I've been making a lot of videos this last year of things that happened on this day. Um, there's lots of records of things happening on the days, but no footage out there for, for people to see. So I've been, been trying to make a big effort to do that and show footage of cricketers' birthdays on their birthday because you know, that's, that's a really fun thing to do, you know, um, especially the players that don't have much footage out there. So it's, it's a reason to show some whole rifle videos or some Joey Benjamin videos. I don't know. People that, you know, were in the game for a short amount of time or, or whatever, who, who weren't the big names, Wayne Larkins, <laughs> a couple of good drives in the Ashes tour in, in, in 1990. So this, these random snippets of footage that's out of context, you know, it's just a small thing, you know, but uh, it, it means something to me. People like the short videos because they just like the instant gratification of watching something small and good. Other people want to watch the longer videos. You know, the amount of people that have told me they've watched all of the six hours of the 74, 75 ashes that are uploaded. Even I haven't watched all of that <laughs> and I uploaded it. <laughs> but it, it's kind of a level of detail because I think you put out one a few days ago. Um, happy 59th birthday to Neil Foster the only bowler to dismiss Vivian Richards and Javed Meandered for a duck in test cricket. And you've got both of the, of the wickets. Now I'm an Essex fan. I watched Neil Foster play when I was, <laughs> when I was a kid um, a lot. I had no idea of that record, let alone there was footage of them, but you can go and find them. Um, so it's that level of, you know, you are, you're, you're one of cricket's chief nerds, in my opinion, and I respect <laughs> you for that. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but, you know, to find that, you talked about your, um, a little bit about your sort of filing system. You've got a lot of footage. Okay, fine. You can label up VHS videos. Okay, fine. But we've all yeah. got cardboard boxes of them in our lofts doesn't mean we can find them very quickly. And um, I haven't got the patience to search that long. So what's your strategy for sort of um, organizing your content so it's easily available? Bear in mind, you've got no one else doing this. You're not making any money. It's no. your own. I can thankfully uh, say that when we first went into lockdown, uh, well, when, when my jobs all ended last year back in early March, I didn't know how long we'd be uh, out of work or in lockdowns. We had no idea what was coming last year. <laughs> I thought, well, okay, well, I've got at least the next two months off. I'll, I'll just absolutely not sleep for two months and I'll get everything organised. The way I've always wanted to do, but you've got to have 
I figured I'd need a solid few months and just absolutely nail it. For the last 20 years, it's just bits and like for a Saturday afternoon here and there, I'll try and organize stuff. And then I realize the hole that I'm in that I really need to organize it properly because it's all over the place. Tapes, DVDs, hard drives, stuff in the cloud, all, all over the place. But I went completely nuts for about two months in, into lockdowns last year. Bear in mind, we were in lockdown until November last year. So from pretty much March to November. I went nuts and got heaps of it organized. Um, I must have ripped 20,000 DVDs. Just I got tons done. And uh, But then realized I couldn't afford to buy more hard drives. <laughs> uh, that was disappointing, but I eventually got there. So it's... It's in its best state it's ever been in right now, which is great. It means I can find stuff much easier and I don't have to go digging out the tapes or the DVDs too much unless there's a corrupt file or something. Aside from that, I can find things fairly easily. And if I can't, it'll due to just an error in the file or something. So um, it seems that, lockdown's been quite good to you in that sense in terms of in terms of um, not only you've been able to organize the channel but i know i was i was i looked at some articles and you were like seven hundred thousand sort of may last year and now you're tipping nine hundred thousand. so you put on about two hundred thousand subscribers has the interest really grown obviously because you've been able to devote more time to it because you play yeah. um, on in a band on cruise ships, right? So, yeah. and and that works obviously dried up. So you can put more time yeah. into it, but also everyone's at home, right? And their only Correct. connection to sport is digital. Yeah, well, back in March last year, when I realised I we, we had all the time free for at least two months, but the rest of the world wasn't in lockdown yet. So uh, Aussies were. So I thought, all right, I'm just gonna if I'm sitting here all day in front of the computer. Uh, ripping DVDs and doing 20 things at the same time then uh, I'll really slam my channel heaps put tons on Twitter because all the Aussies were in, in lockdown uh, and conversely when all all the English folk went into lockdown I tried to do more in the time where you guys are awake <laughs> you know so I try to do heaps before I go to bed <laughs> and then in the morning to get you guys before you go to bed um, uh, but yeah, that, that's the best part of, of lockdowns. But the, I checked, I, it's funny you said that because I checked my stats just yesterday about how much uh, views are in the last year. And from, from May this year to March to May last year is 249 million views. That's like more than a quarter of the whole views over the life of the channel was just in the last year. And I'm sure that is because of lockdown. That's crazy. You know, the average views per day is the highest it's ever been. You know, it's just nuts. Uh, but now you've got all the Indians in, in lockdown. So they're just, you know, eating it all up on the, on, on the internet because they've got nothing to do. Yeah. So it's, that's, that's been a, a positive thing. <laughs> I don't know if it was like I'd want to relive that year of lockdown again. It was pretty, aside from the cricket stuff, it was pretty, pretty grim. Um, you know, getting fined two thousand dollars for going down to the shops to buy some food is not great. <laughs> Did that happen to you? Uh, Did that happen to you? Or someone? No, else? I didn't. But that was the that was the threat from the government. Wow. You know, there's pretty they're very strict here, so super strict. Wow. You know, 
um, the curfew, the 5K radius around your house, what sort of business. They pretty pretty vigilant in getting people. So the incentive was to sit at home and keep busy. So that's what I did. I was glad when it ended because something's going a bit too long, <laughs> like like a timeless test back in the olden days. <laughs> <laughs> so, so just checking those numbers. So you've had a quarter of a billion views in the last year. In the year or two, maybe the last three or four years prior to lockdowns, uh, I'd pretty much given up on the channel. I mean, I, I do a video once a month or every two months. Like I sort of had enough, you know, but uh, I still kept fighting the claims and all that sort of business. But uh, uh, I was pretty busy you know, cruising and touring, and that's what I really love to do. So, and uh, and that that and that was great. But um, yeah, I I didn't think that it would go more insane, and and when it did, I couldn't believe it. Like it it just it was a snowball effect. Uh, the amount of ex cricketers who were commenting on the videos I had never happened before because Aussies all in in lockdown and. Uh, yeah, that was weird because I'd never had any interaction with almost any former players. But uh, man, they all came out of the woodwork, you know, from all countries. And because people would say to me, "Oh, you know, do you know if the players watch your videos?" I'm like, "I don't really know." Well, turns out <laughs> a ton of them do. Yeah, and Shane Warne watched the one on the. Steve War runouts, which which very much set the news agenda in Australia for I, I'm not sure how long, but it was pretty high on the list because you ran a video that uh, Steve War had run out more people than anyone in Test history. You sort of proved it by finding them all, and then yep. Shane Warne gets involved. So, sort of, firstly, how long did that video take to make, and secondly, just run the story on from that. <laughs> Yeah, well, I was on Twitter one day and someone tagged me in a quick info tweet that's that said, you know, the batsman with the most the most times they've been involved in a run out. So whether they get run out or they run their partner out, but then they delved into it even more and said that Steve War has actually run out his partner the most. Now I found that hard to believe. I didn't believe it. And I think I proved myself right. Because even though he was involved in runouts, for instance, there was a, a Mark Waugh runout where he hit the ball to mid-wicket, took off straight away. There was no run. And he had to, he had to scramble to get back. That is not Steve Waugh's fault. <laughs> that was Mark Waugh's fault. Yet that's credited to Steve Waugh as being one of the times that he was involved in a runout when he was at the crease. So I thought, well, the only way to know exactly how many he was directly responsible for was to find them all. And I, and then I laughed at myself, going, oh, my God, like, that's nuts. And then a few hours goes by, and I'm like, I just got to do it. Just got to do it. I thought I'll, I thought I'll start. I'll just start by looking at the earliest ones, which meant looking through every scorecard, where there's a run out in where Steve Wall played and seeing if he was at the crease when it happened. So it took about, it took a solid sort of 40 hours, but no sleep, just, just, just get it done, get the thing done and put it out there.
And I didn't even watch it. I didn't even pay attention to the footage. I was just editing it, filing it, put it all together, chucked it out there. I couldn't believe the response. Um, but uh, it's those types of videos which you know you don't see very often. It's like the Inzamam 23 runouts video. I mean, that's a good video, but it's only 23. Putting 70 plus runouts in a video is nuts. It's like the Ricky Ponting video of the one hour of his direct hit runouts as a fielder. I mean, that took months, but uh, uh, that was relatively easy to find because the scorecards say run out in brackets Ponting. It doesn't say that about the Steve Waugh responsible run out. So, but yeah, I was pretty happy when that was finished because I, I, I didn't really want to do it because I love Steve Waugh. <laughs> Well, yeah, but you got blamed for starting the row, didn't you? Between him and Shane Warne. It's like, it wasn't, I don't know, that was, that was something I just had to play along with. So, well, well, Shane Warne calls it, said he's, he's a selfish player. That was, the, that was the nub of it, wasn't it? And uh, it grew up from that. Yeah, well, yeah. well, we all know that because, you know, but then Steve Waugh had to get involved, you know, and then there was media stuff. And I'm like, oh my God. Then all of a sudden, people knew my name then. <laughs> but what a weird scenario. Like, like why would anyone care? Um, it's all old footage from decades ago. Who cares? You know? Yeah, but I mean, you're tapping in to the nostalgia, the history of cricket. And it's interesting because it's almost like the modern channels run by or the official channels run by the, the modern um, content Boards. teams at, yeah. the, at the authorities aren't really, don't seem bothered about it, don't see value in it. Do you think there's a bit of a generational thing going on there? That obviously they're just concentrating on the new stuff, the, the young stuff, because the decisions are made by 25, 30-year-olds. Um, you're mid-40s, I think you're mid-40s, I worked it out, mid yep. your age. I'm... <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm just tipping 50, right? But, yeah, I'm interested. I know the relationships between Ponting and War. I know, uh, yeah. and, and Warren, et cetera. I know Imzamam's history. I know Glenn McGrath as a batsman. So I am interested in, all right, here's all the boundaries he scored. I wonder if there was an actual real shot in McGrath's, you know, <laughs> McGrath's boundaries. You know, so, so it, but my point is the generational aspect and the lack of value placed on heritage content, nostalgia content, yeah. archive content. Yeah. Do, do you feel there's something in that? Absolutely. So, you know, for instance, uh, a couple of days ago, I uploaded a video of my, my last video I uploaded, which is a video of Akash Chopra getting bowled by Jason Gillespie. And turns out, I didn't even know, in India, the the love for Akash Chopra and the hate for Akash Chopra is pretty much split down the middle. Absolutely no idea. Turns out, you know, uh, people didn't even know he played cricket. I'm like, how young is everyone? Like, but then again, he only played for a year for India. But all the comments I'm getting, it's got, it's got thousands of comments. It's almost the video with the most comments in the history of my channel in two days. It's nuts. And it's, a, it's actually the, it got viewed the quickest of any video I've ever uploaded. And I'm thinking, I didn't even know this. Why, even if I had a thought this would happen, like I wouldn't even, how would I know? 
like I've got no insight into what's happening with the Hindi commentary team in India. <laughs> I've got no idea. Um, but it's a, it's a generational thing. So the young Indians who watch the IPL and the Indian broadcast in Hindi, where Akash Chopra actively, you know, uh, tears apart Virat Kohli's technique, all these youngsters just think he's some Bollywood-style commentator in Hindi. I just saw him as just some slow guy who couldn't hit any boundaries in 2003. <laughs> you know, all the older generation like me and you and everyone older, they know him from a cricketer. I've never seen his Hindi commentary. So there's the insights there I did not even know about. As far as old footage is, is, is concerned, yeah, there's a massive, a massive difference between the amount of viewers in, in, the, in the different age groups as to what they would want to watch for any length of time. Everyone knows the IPL generation, not just IPL, but 2020 generation, the 100 generation. Um, they, they, it's all just quick, quick clips, you know? Uh, whereas, you know, uh, I would think that the older cricket fan would actually sit and watch a 45-minute highlights package of a day's play. And the matches don't last that long these days. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's a couple of things going on on there. Certainly, you're going down deep into the niche. I I uh, I, I accept that, and that's you know you're you're nerding out, and we all enjoy that as cricket fans. But the other point is that aspect of clever curation. You've hmm. got a handle on what fans will want to see or what will resonate with fans. Imzaman, I know Imzaman, for example, was a terrible runner. So, you know, there's going to be some humour in some of those, those runouts. That's the way it is. I'm, and I, and that's, that's, you know, that's the rabbit hole I'm prepared to go down, having started in one place. I know that I'm going to, if I'm looking at cricket, I'm going to see one of your videos at some point down that right-hand side, and that could lead to the next hour or so being yeah, wasted yeah. but there we are in a good way yeah <laughs> but it, it's it's the curation point that i think that that is that is strong but what what i want to talk about is obviously i teach um digital media skills and you know the, the, I, I follow the general way of thinking um uh, make sure your page furniture is right make sure your thumbnails are correct make sure your descriptions have seo in them and link out to your social um make sure that your videos are very sharp in those opening th three to ten seconds you ignore all of that <laughs> yeah you're, you're not following the rules on that um no. and and it proves with your success that there are greater things that play the one thing you do do that i've noticed you spend a lot of time on and i think you've you've crafted over the years is your headlines. You use emojis, you use a lot of descriptive words, sometimes, uh, how should we say antagonistic words? <laughs> so what's, what's the play that. there? And have you, have you got a strategy and have you changed it over the years? Yeah, it has changed over the years. It's funny because I had no strategy at the start. I, my first year, maybe two years of uploading, I would just upload a video and the title would say NASA Hussein 89 versus Australia 1997. It sat solidly on seven views for eight months, <laughs> um, as you'd expect. No slight to NASA's awesome innings of 89, but um, 
the truth is people would comment on my videos saying, Rob, your videos are great, but your titles and descriptions are absolutely pathetic. Aren't you seeing what people are doing? They're selling their video and people, and I'm like, mate, I don't care. Like, it's just, <laughs> like you know, it means nothing to me at all. And, uh, and so eventually I just thought like, okay, well, I'll, I'll just tweak a few titles. But then you start to see what changes when you do tweak a title, even on a video. And I proved this this week, actually. The, uh, the video on my front page of my channel uh, was my third video I ever uploaded of Colin Miller dropping Brian Lara. It only had 140 views. And I, I changed the title and now it's sitting at 80,000 over the next two, next two days. A 10-year-old video, all I did was change the title. From I didn't change the description, the From tag. Uh, the title was Colin Miller Drops Brian Lara. <laughs> it was that. And what, what is it now? Uh, now, I don't know, but I will look it up very quickly. I believe it is something like my channel. So laughing emoji, yeah. worst Aussie cricket fail catching. Brian Lara can't believe it. You expect this crap in IPL. <laughs> now, clearly, I'm taking the piss, right? I mean, that's, I just thought, what, let's just upload something completely dumb and just see what happens. But, but for me as a strategist, that's why I've got, that's why I wanted to talk to you. Because that's a perfect example. That's been up there 10 years. You've changed one thing, <laughs> one thing, and it's gone yeah. nuts, right? And also the fact yeah. is that, 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 as I've just said to you, in terms of the textbook, how to run a YouTube channel, you don't do it, right? But you've got, yeah. but in terms of followers, you're bigger than AC Milan. In terms of subscribers, you're bigger than AC Milan. I looked it up. I was trying to find a football club <laughs> in Paris because obviously I was involved. I, I was managing editor when the Arsenal channel started and, and Arsenal was at 2.2 million now. But AC Milan, you're yeah. bigger. You've got more subscribers than AC Milan, right? Who would most people would consider top 10, you know, European yeah. soccer club and uh, maybe, maybe top 20 sports team globally, potentially. You could argue. Yeah, and, I'm somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah, and and it's it's crazy, and that's that's the interesting that's the interesting part. So so what else? You know, just example, more examples like that. Really, what works yeah. that that you found works that really yeah. is a little bit counterintuitive and shouldn't because because put, putting the the emojis at the start of the yeah. of the disc, of the headline is something that you're one of the few people that does. I found. Well, I saw someone do it and I thought, you can do that? <laughs> I didn't even know. I mean, I don't keep up on the trends or anything, so because uh, it's impossible to. So um, I I just saw it on someone's headline and I thought, I didn't even know you could do that. So I thought, okay, well, I'll just do that. And then I randomly went and just if it came up, um, an old video, I thought, oh, I'll just go and chuck a smiley thing in there or a head blown emoji or something but it was funny because a few months ago i'd uploaded a video again of akash chopra but it was like nine years ago and it was of him 
facing a, a, a crazy over from Brett Lee, eh, it had some views, you know, 10, 20,000. And someone made a comment saying, um, you know, this video will be getting a whole lot more views if you change the title. And I thought, man, I've, I've been down this road before. What do you suggest? I mean, I've got no idea. This is just, just a few months ago. And, uh, and so we chatted about it just on the video. <laughs> and I changed the title and it absolutely exploded, like nuts exploded, where it's been in the top three most viewed videos for the last three months, purely based on the title. And uh, I didn't really know. I, I was just getting advice from um, fellow YouTubers on, on uh, you know, what they thought would work. But it, it's hard to keep up with what is going to work in every region of the world, you know? I mean, you know, what makes English cricket fans want to watch a video? Naturally, I would figure I don't need to do anything antagonistic or smart-ass or funny. I figure the usual English fan will, will probably watch that Nasser Hussain 89 versus Australia 97, but, you know, clearly they don't. Um, yeah, but then it all comes back to the demographic, uh, the, the, the geographic of who watches the videos on my channel, which is overwhelmingly subcontinent and from India. So when you know that, you're like, well, can you be bothered just even dealing with that? I mean, I, I can upload videos all day, every day from India, but to what end? You know, it's a... Uh, yeah, that, 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 that can be a crutch. To what end? Can't, can't yeah, be. If, I actually... Because yeah. if you're bothered about views, and, you know, and I'm not sure, you, you clearly like to get things viewed, as, as everyone does who has a YouTube channel. Of course. And, and it, it can be a crutch. Oh, right, well, it's gonna, this will work in, in India. Yeah. You could, you could uh, get loads of views just with that one thought and that's not yeah where you're coming from is it yeah i mean i could upload i've uploaded some pretty offensive stuff over the years i mean i, could, I mean it's uh, it generally goes down pretty well but uh, i've i've definitely pushed the envelope with as being as offensive as i could possibly be purely just to see what would happen um just just to see you know you got to figure these things out you know where i see other videos where they're pretty bad in terms of what they're saying about english cricketers australian cricketers as we know where lots of the cricket world doesn't particularly rate australia's sportsmanship over the years even before sandpaper um <laughs> but uh, you know there's a lot of videos which go way further than what i would ever do but um but then you're going down a hole that really isn't what I want to be going down. You know, um, uh, I've got so much footage that I, that is genuinely good footage, but uh, there's no point spending three or four hours on it if six people are going to watch it. I think the only thing with the captions is you are equally rude to everybody. <laughs> so you're not biased. I mean, I, so so you know you might be rude, but you're not biased, right? So for example, I I I, uh, I um copied and pasted one here. Um, for it oh, was God. um it was stupid Aussies gang sledging of Brian Lara. They get humiliated. Cheaters get what they deserve. The prince slaughters 
uncouth convict Aussie idiots, 2003-4 test. Now, um, as an Englishman, I would never say probably about 50% of the words in that caption, but you did as yeah. an Aussie. And, and the Aussies come yeah. off the worst of it. So that's my point. Oh, you're, yeah. you're, um, uh, you're giving it to all quarters, shall we say. Well, yeah. Uh, early on, I was giving it to Tanduka fans, uh, purely based on the fans themselves being some pretty average you know, comments they would make. But uh, it's actually funny how the tables have turned and now all the Aussies are against me. But uh, that's pretty funny. Are they? Absolutely. The whole Shane Warne versus Steve War thing was really an eye-opener because uh, people are generally in either camp. Well, I was firmly in the Shane Warne camp at some point, but then I shifted to Steve War. I'm like, hang on, uh, I think Steve's getting a raw deal here. And, you know, but then I realised how much the Aussies... Uh, they don't like the whole sandpaper thing, especially. Um, I think it's across the board in, in general, but I don't see it any different from, you know, Mike Atherton's Dirt in the Pocket at Lords in 94 or whatever. It's, it was just dumb. Get over it, you know? Anyone who puts their head above the parapet and yeah. expresses an opinion in sport online gets a load of flack. Given that yeah. you're, this is taking up a lot of time, you're not even getting any money from it and you have another career, does the flack affect you and does it make you think, why do I bother? No, I think it might have done when I was younger. But, uh, you know, when I started the channel, I had two kids under three. <laughs> now I've got teenagers and I'm older now. So uh, I can't expect to not get the flack based on the video titles and descriptions so but i'm also aware that there's a younger generation and older generation that watch the videos so the younger generation sees the videos in a certain way and you know they they want to fight about it <laughs> straight away um, they don't see that it's all just rubbish <laughs> but of course they, they they don't how how could you when it's it's there in front of you in writing uh, but at some point, at some point, the channel will be terminated and I can't get it back. So, uh, yeah, quite a while ago, I, I realized that, you know what, it's going to happen at some point. Just go and have fun. If people get offended and everyone knows this is the age of people getting offended if someone blinks an eyelid. So, yeah, it doesn't take too much. So <laughs> and it's funny because. The videos I've uploaded, which I didn't think were even the tiniest bit offensive, people say, you know, what, what, what's with this video? That, that's ridiculous. I'm like, hang on. <laughs> NASA Hussein makes 89 in 997. <laughs> um, yeah, people, uh, yeah, so you can't please everyone. As the saying goes, don't even bother trying. Do you feel you're living on borrowed time then? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. At and any it, time. But but in terms of um, the takedown notices, loads of them are automated, right? So, yep. have you a process for dealing with them? Because you must get you say you get dinged every week, right? And the most of it yeah, is yeah, going to yeah. be automated. And yep. and the sentiment surrounding you has meant. I know that you said that the West Indies 
tried to take yeah. you down a few weeks ago and you sorted it out via direct messaging somebody and uh, because they know who you are. And when you've yeah. been dinged by Cricket Australia, Aaron Finch and Jimmy Neesham come out in support of you. So if you would just come out every time you got dinged and say, I got dinged again, you get a whole wealth of support. And is it worth their time to keep on dinging you because you're so popular? Well, yeah, but you can't be, you know, the boy who cried wolf all the time. I mean, the, it's when, when there's one that I feel is seriously unfair, then, you know, it's, it's apparently the done thing these days, like other really big, you know, verified YouTube accounts definitely make it known to the public when they think they've been wronged. And uh, it does work that it gets overturned. Um, I've seen it many times. So social media does have an influence there, but uh, um, I only really use it when I know that it's, it's a bad one. Like it's, it's clearly something that is just ridiculous. And, um, and yeah, it's funny because every time it happens from a particular source, which I suspect is bogus, it does get overturned like manually overturned and I never hear from that person again. So, you know, there, there's a couple of bogus ones from say Willow TV. What they own the rights to is definitely vague. <laughs> like domestic cricket in Australia from 1992. I don't think so guys. <laughs> you do not own rights to that. <laughs> like that is about the safest footage you could do, you know, Think Surrey versus Warwickshire from the Sunday League in 92. BBC is not coming after you. Similarly, New South Wales versus Victoria from the MCG, 92. Channel 9 is not going to care. <laughs> Cricket Australia is not going to care. Why does Willow TV care? Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Is it ambulance chasing? It's something. <laughs> It's the equivalent of ambulance chasing, yes, but uh, um, yeah. So that when there's an obvious one where I feel like, all right, uh, these guys need to be named and shamed a bit, uh, and they deserve to be, then uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's 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 still a bit of a grey area with all that sort of stuff. I mean, I, I genuinely think if I wake up tomorrow and the channel is gone, I've got my my, you only get three strikes. So if you got three, I've never had three. I've always had two max. If the third one comes, that, that that's it. There's nothing that can be done. So, and that's fine. I would expect support if it goes down, but uh, I don't think that'll mean anything because YouTube's pretty, pretty vigilant in uh, protecting uh, digital rights, irrespective of the fact that the video is taken down from VHS <laughs> and not exactly digital rights. <laughs> oh, is, does that present a potential loophole then or not? Yeah, I've thought about it and I, I have looked it up, but uh, it's, uh, it's, there's not a lot in writing to actually help in a situation where you're trying to actually, you know, show some rebuttal evidence that's in the law. And, and you spoke about the two strikes and three strikes. Sorry, how, how does that actually 
work. I've got some experience of this, but you probably you, yeah. you all know it more than me, clearly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, is it within a set period of time? And is it like driving license points over here where it goes away? You, you'll lose a point if you do, if you have five years yeah. without a um, being, being dinged again. Yeah, YouTube changed their strike uh, policy a few years ago. So now if you get a strike, it lasts for six months and then goes away. Um, I should say that uh, when I did get the strike from the Lara video from the West Indies board a few months ago, they got slaughtered on social media and then someone did respond and I did sort it out with them and they said that they would retract the claim they didn't retract the claim. So that's annoying and just devious of them. But uh, generally the strikes last for six months now, which I think is a really good idea because what's the point of it lasting forever? But it means though that once you get one strike, you're potentially, you know, you could get two others really quick and that's it. So you've got, you know, the clock's ticking once the first one's in. So I, I'm still counting down to that one from January or February from the West Indies board. If, if, if I get a second one, I start to get worried. Yeah, I just have to hope that I don't get a... Well, the third is terminal. But uh, yeah, there's nothing you can do about it. Like every video I've been pinged for was completely unexpected. So, and a, and a very old video. So super old off VHS, nothing you can do. But but you've said you've had informal conversations in the past, and as long as you're sticking yeah. to that old stuff, it's short clips, it's not match highlights. You're in a safe yeah. zone, but you're never completely sure, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, at any time I could get a bogus one. And remember, YouTube's policy is that you're guilty before being proved innocent. So once your channel's gone. You're not a member anymore. You can't log into your, <laughs> your account and you're gone. Like, so they just it. delete it. So they just delete the whole thing. You're deleted. Yeah, you are deleted. So I'm happy to for to uh, be be proven otherwise. But from what other uh, people who have had cricket channels terminated, which has been hundreds and hundreds over the last decade, they've just said, yeah, they they that's it. It's gone. And and what Good have night. you made any contingency, any backups or no, I haven't. Um, I mean I've got all the videos saved that I've done, but uh what good is that? I'm not gonna upload them again. <laughs> um yeah, I I figure at some point the channel will just be something that people will remember for the decade of the 2010s, and uh, that'll be it. Have any of the cricket broadcasters, authorities ever spoken to you about what you do? Because you've been successful and got a great audience here. And the nature of digital media is, well, we need to learn from everybody. Well, have they tried to learn from you? Yes. Um, I've only had one in interaction a face-to-face -face interaction, um, but that was, that was quite a long time ago now, probably 2013, 14. But yeah, no one else has. I'm, I'm guessing it's like you said before that the channels are run and the media accounts are run by fairly young people.
people, as you see, you know, 25 to 30. And, uh, you know, their, their perception of what their fans are is a whole lot different to what I think they are and, and you think they are. So uh, it's, it's, it's two different games being played. You know, it's old footage, old fans, young footage, young fans. That's pretty much what it is. So um, I can't touch the newer footage, so I don't bother. So hence why if, if a young person even finds my channel, <laughs> they're probably thinking, what is, is this even the same game that I just watched where there was no people in the crowd and there were sixes everywhere? <laughs> it, it's interesting to say that because um, county cricket obviously – has a reputation of being watched by um, no people and old people, if 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 anyone, and they've put it on YouTube. They started streaming the games on YouTube. It's great. Yeah, it's six hundred thousand, six hundred thousand views for like a round of games. That's what they're getting live live views yep. of, of the stream. And of course, it's very low cost. It's something I've been blogging about and talking about for years. Yeah, it starts definitely. off with sight screen cameras. It's basically yeah. sight screen cameras. And a couple of um, uh, of of manned cameras. Add the yeah. BBC commentary, which is already there anyway. And you've got a package, and yeah, uh, yeah that that'll kill my day <laughs> when I'm watching it. Yeah. That's going to kill my day. Um, yeah, but absolutely. It, but yeah. it, it is audience. The point is that the audience is yeah. there, and older people are watching it on YouTube. Yeah, next. I've been super impressed with. Cricket Australia over the last few years, how they've put a bit more resources and money into their domestic streaming to be able to watch all the Shield matches with proper cameras and commentary and graphics is excellent. I mean, that's just, I mean, for me, that's more exciting than the international season. And I know there's, you know, your old style candy cricket fans that, We'll watch every match in, you know, at Old Trafford or whatever. You know, they'll go to watch every day, you know. Um, and so, yeah, that's been that's been the best part of the last few years for me, whereas where you don't need to watch it on TV, especially, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm more than happy to watch Western Australia versus Tasmania on my, on my laptop or on my iPad or whatever. Perfect quality, you know, it's great. I don't, I don't need all the bells and whistles. I just, just need clean, quality footage, decent commentary, and just see a lot of leaves and a lot of blocks. That's what I want to see. <laughs> but that's, in, that's interesting because you know, you, you, you've, you've kind of catered for that, right? And you've catered for that, and the streaming has catered for that audience that, you know, um, you could do a video of, uh, you might have done it, I'm not sure I've seen it, 25 Steve Smith leaves. Have you done 25 Steve Smith leaves? Because there's something in I think in I've done thing. a half an hour of, of Jacques Callas leaving the ball with some sort of crazy headline like Jacques Callas's most brutal innings. <laughs> and it's just him leaving balls out of all stuff. <laughs> 20 minutes or something. <laughs> but, but but the but the interesting part is that the I'm in digital media. Your this is part of your life is digital media. Digital media says that's not interesting, right? Yeah. Cricket fans know that that can be interesting if it's curated the right way and given them yeah. to, in the format they enjoy. And that's kind of what you've done. Your 
whole channel pushes against, even though it's been tremendously successful, it pushes against a lot of existing narratives that this is the sort of content yeah. that cricket fans want. This is the sort of cricket that cricket fans want. And that's kind of, that's such an interesting yeah. idea. Thoughts on yeah, that? it's... Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, uh, you know, I get comments every day saying, hey, Rob, Cricket Australia just copied your video title here. And I'm like, yeah, of course they did. Because, you know, you know, why wouldn't they? If there's a formula there to work with, go with it. Um, you know, but that's obvious. I mean, uh, you know, but that has had their head in the sand for a long time, you know, um, as most boards have. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting to think of, you know, when you get a piece of footage and sometimes I genuinely just sit there and I look at this file and I think, should I even just bother to upload it? You know, what's the point? You know, I, I, I don't upload for the sake of it, you know. But if I think, okay, well, what audience am I looking at for this one? You know, am I trying to piss people off? Am I trying to just be a genuine cricket fan, which is what I mostly want to do? I'll write down some titles, you know, which ones work, which ones don't work. You know, you, if you're going to bother to upload it, you, you want the video to be seen, but you also don't want the title to demean the, the footage itself. Because it just looks stupid. It, it just looks like you're 15 or something, you know. Um, so it's, it's hard, you know, because you're up against everyone else uploading videos. I mean, if, if you go to YouTube and type in cricket and go to, you know, uh, the recent uploads, it's just, it's about 47,000 pages of IPL videos. I mean, that's what you're up against. I mean, it's no joke. I mean, if you type in cricket, <laughs> latest, it's literally pages and then they're not even videos. They're links to streaming IPL. They're not, they're not even real videos with footage. Or they're just bizarre, terrible quality, dumb stuff. So it's hard to get noticed. You know, it's a, it's a tough thing. But then you think, okay, well, do you want to be noticed? You know, then you think, well, I'm uploading this old footage from a VCR tape, which I've bought and kept all these years. It'd be nice for the footage to be noticed for what it is, but no one's going to notice it if you don't market it properly. If the channel, if and when the channel goes, have you got plans for anything else in no. the cricket world? It would just no, end no. and you'd, you'd walk away. I just keep doing Twitter. I mean, I quite like Twitter. I hate, I hate Instagram with every being of my body. What? I think Instagram is terrible. I think Instagram is just terrible. I'm what? not sure why. What, what, I, I've never known anyone with such a... Really? An, an intense dislike of Instagram. I, 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 I don't know. I, I think... Uh, yeah, I just don't like Instagram. TikTok, Snapchat, I, I sort of rank those three together, but Instagram's the best of that lot, for sure. Uh, I, I haven't utilized Instagram at all, uh, or really Facebook for that matter, uh, but uh, quite like Twitter. Not sure why it seems to be good, not so much angry, abusive people. <laughs> um, just the occasional, but I know that if I did embrace Instagram, there's only so many hours in the day that I can do this for. So 
I'd end up having to spend more time trying to figure out what sort of algorithms to use for Instagram, you know, what sort of strategies. And I, I don't want to take over Instagram. So, you know, and I don't think the audience is there. I think the audience is very young and, you know, and no one that follows Khloe Kardashian is going to watch cricket. So, you know, I see these people with millions and millions and millions and millions of followers. Yeah, I don't really see cricket footage taking off on Instagram, but I've seen others, Cricket Australia and ECB both do Instagram stuff plenty of it. Yeah, but that's when you start thinking about do I need someone else <laughs> to help me with this? Because I don't have time, you know. YouTube and, and Twitter just take up enough time. If I added all four of them, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, I'd spend all day. How long has it got you, your channel? Estimate. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's impossible. I mean, tomorrow could be gone. I mean, I have no control. So I, at this stage, it's, it's, it's so big but it doesn't matter. Like big channels get shut down all the time. I mean, uh, was it Lady Gaga's YouTube channel got shut down by some random guy that just made three bogus copyright strikes on her and it was shut down, but hers got reinstated. It, it was either her or Miley Cyrus. It was about two years ago, two, two or three years ago. Um, once you put the strikes in, you can take down any channel. But these, these strikes were clearly bogus and obviously both Miley and Lady Gaga have got massive teams of <laughs> lawyers who can fight that stuff. I don't. So, uh, yeah, I hope it goes for a few more years. I, I won't be sad when it goes because it's, it's done its thing. I'll still be around, but, uh, you know, it, it, yeah, you never know. Maybe someone famous will buy it out and protect it. <laughs> Rob Moody, thank you very much. My pleasure, sir. You can find Sports Content Strategy on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Go to sportscontentstrategy.com for more information and to sign up to the newsletter. Richard is at Mr. Richard Clark on all social media. Read his blog at mrrichardclark.com.